Pitch to your right. BYU baseball hits back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Loop Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. So live from Larry Miller Field, BYU baseball back on the air tonight. The Cougars and the Pacific Tigers. First game of a three-game set here at uh, Larry Miller Field. Brent Norton will be joined by Tuckett Slade in the ballpark tonight. As the Cougars uh, just uh, honored Ralph Zobel, announced his retirement. Uh, Ralph has been a, a key element of our radio broadcast over these years. Ralph, 41 years at uh, BYU, and uh, nice honor for him uh, before the ball game here tonight. Uh, last homestand, last three games of the season for the Cougars. Uh, really, uh, they've struggled this year. Really surprising uh, that they uh, have not done better. Lots of different reasons and uh, uh, for that, but the Cougars uh, hoping to go out on a, a winning note here this weekend. Had a chance a few moments ago to sit down with head coach Mike Littlewood and uh, Discuss a little about this season and uh, this series and maybe what's coming up next year. We'll play that for you right now. Here with Coach Mike Littlewood. Uh, Coach, last uh, home series of the year against the Pacific Tigers. Uh, Tell us a little about Pacific and uh, a record a little better this year than last year, a little improved team. Yeah, I mean, the the thing about Pacific is uh, they they play hard for nine innings. They're not going to quit. There's no quit in them. Um, and, it, and it's tough this time of year when, when you're in that situation at kind of the, at the basement just showing up and playing, and they, they do that. Ryan Garko, nice guy, big leaguer, is their head coach, and um, had a chat with him earlier, and he's got a great attitude about the whole thing. Um, just kind of exudes, like, enthusiasm, and, and you can tell that he's going to ha- get that program going. Um, you know, they're, they're an average team, but they can be sneaky. Uh, they just got done playing Arizona State, and they played them really well. They're three starters. We'll see a right-hander today, 86-90. Not, they don't really have anybody that's overpowering. Goal is to get to the pen. If you can get to the pen with these guys, I think you can break the game open. But their three starters are good. I mean, they'll, they'll throw strikes, change speeds, make you try to chase out of the zone. And um, as far as their offense goes, they'll just, you know, they'll kick it around. Not, they don't have great outfield arms. We'll, you'll see us try to go first or third on, on all their arms and uh, maybe, do, maybe run a little bit. Their catchers don't throw really well. But they do a pretty good job holding runners on, and so they kind of even that out just a little bit. But just a kind of a, uh, a, an overachieving team this year because it's kind of the same guys. But um, Halstead's dangerous at the plate; he can he can juice it a little bit, and they've got a left-hander that's pretty good um, in the, the hill in the three hole. So, a couple guys you need to be careful of. Even though it's been a little bit of a struggle for the Cougars this year, uh, the effort's been there the entire year. Good character guys. Uh, look forward to the same kind of thing this weekend. Well, we've got a great umpiring crew, so. <laughs> We just saw an umpire come in, so I had to say that. But uh, well, the best. Yeah, I mean, no, no doubt. It's just about we want to we want to finish strong and um, show some character, and um, you know, just not take it for granted. And as, as a staff, I think for the last two or three weeks, we've really been looking for guys who want to be in this program, who want to play hard, want to sacrifice a little bit more, and and not take it for granted. And I think we're we're kind of filling those out, and we'll make some roster changes after this weekend. And there's going to be some sad guys and and some happy guys, and you know, it's just. But we we. Uh, having a, a regional season last year and then kind of the same personnel and a couple injuries here and there, but but everybody has those and, and uh, just really nobody stepped up. And so, you know, desperate times, des- desperate measures. And so we'll make some roster changes and bring in some guys who really want to be here and, and go forward. You know, coaches, as a college player, boy, you just, 
you lead a great life. I mean, you do, and you, and I think these kids appreciate it, and that's why we, we've seen the character and how they played hard all, all year. And you know, mistakes, lots of different things that have kind of compounded this year's issues, but uh, uh, but a good a good group of kids. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it, and, and uh, you can't equivocate the the baseball side with the with the side just the person because we have 35 guys that are going to go go far in life and you know i i'm looking at a baseball sense and that's my job to get w's and, and unfortunately and we you know we'll move guys on they'll graduate we have five seniors and we have six guys graduating it's just an exciting time for those guys all of our seniors it's interesting um you know you see brandon anderson he was my first recruit kind of called dg nelson at salt lake community college and said hey i I'm going to need Brennan Anderson, please. DG coached with me for three years, and he begrudgingly said yes. And I've seen B grow from just kind of a scared little freshman puppy to a guy who, you know, sat in my office for 20 minutes before BP, and we just talked about things. And so it's nice to see that growth, and all of our seniors have really done that. And so this weekend's bittersweet a little bit and uh, with, with seeing the seniors go. But, you know, guys, we have 13 juniors, and they, they need to step up uh, and take, take charge next year. Jordan Wood will be on the mound for you. Been really spectacular this year. Again, kind of tough luck on him. He should have several more wins, but uh, looking forward to his effort again tonight and uh, his consistency that he's had throughout the year. Well, I think Jordan's been as good as any starting pitcher in this league. I mean, he's just he's really stepped up for us. And like you said, his record doesn't really indicate that. But to have his ERA playing in Provo is is pretty darn good. Three pitch mix, and what makes him good is his his attitude. He's um, I mean, I I think. Jordan's probably our true team captain, even though he doesn't have the C on his chest. He's he's our tr- true team leader. Um, guys gravitate, and we're looking for big things. Uh, I, I think, you know, he's been on a mission. He's a little bit older. If he wasn't, he'd be a draftable guy, and uh, teams are a little bit scared of older guys. But um, I think if he wants to after next year, he'll be a, a senior sign if he wants to go out. But he's really improved year after year, and I just hope he has, uh, for him, a, a really good solid start as, for his last start of the season. Uh, again, finish strong, build for next year. I guess that's kind of the mantra right now. Yeah, show some character. Just show some fight. Um, show that you want to be here. Uh, it's not enough just to put on the uniform. You know, some programs that might be okay, but we've set the bar too high to be able to do that. Um, so there's got to be a little bit, a little bit extra. Um, and you know, like I said before, we're finding out day by day who wants to do it and who doesn't. And um, you know, the the train's going to move forward um, starting Monday t- towards next season. And um, you know, some guys won't be on the train, but w- it's going to go forward no matter what. Okay, Coach, well, uh, good luck on the game tonight. We'll talk to you in the postgame. All right, thanks, Brent. All right, back here at Larry Miller Field, uh, joined by Tuckett Slade tonight. This is uh, Brent Norton. And uh, first game of a three-game homestand that will end the year for the Cougars. And uh, Tuckett's certainly not the way uh, I think any of us anticipated we'd end the year this year, but... Boy, just been one of those years like Coach Littlewood and I talked about on the pregame. Just, you know, a little bit of injury, but uh, just a lot of things just went went wrong for this team for whatever reason. And it's uh, been disappointing to the coaching staff. I'm sure being uh, disappointing to the players also. Yeah, disappointing definitely. And we, we figured we'd bribe there at the top again and get into a tournament again, and uh, that didn't happen. But uh, we got three games here to play. And like you said, we want to finish strong and get some momentum going into the off season, so we can get really bigger and stronger and, and have a better year next year. No doubt about it. Uh, the Cougars on the field with their final warm-up tosses. Jordan Wood going on the hill for the Cougars. He's been dynamic this year. Four wins, four losses, but uh, a 2.93 earned run average, which is one of the tops in the conference. And Wood has been a, just an incredible year. He should have about 10 wins this year, but uh, just hasn't gotten the run support. 
or at times, uh, you know, has been uh, uh, the victim of some bad defense. Yeah, just, you know, had a great year so far. He's had a couple of things not go his way. And, you know, he's, he's also done a really good job of pitching out of some jams that he put himself into uh, to keep some games close. But uh, he's been our number one ace, and you, you really look forward to seeing him grow going into next year. Pacific comes in 20 wins, 28 losses. They're 9-15 and 15 in the conference. They're a game ahead of the Cougars. Cougars right now 10 and 14 in conference play, 21 and 26. And you know it's interesting looking back. That big win against San Diego is when we beat them 12 to 1, and it seemed felt like that might be a launching pad for this team. But they've lost nine of their last 11 since that uh, since that big win. Yeah, well, I mean that game was the best overall game we played this year. And then what happens? We come out the next couple of days, and we didn't get great pitching performances. We still scored some runs, just not enough. And, you know, kind of been spiraling since. You know, had two really good wins against San Francisco this last weekend. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't ever expect us to go on a losing-type streak like that this year. One, one time during that streak, there were seven games, seven losses in a row. Cougars defensively will have Clausen behind the plate. Favero at first, Anderson at second, Schneeman the shortstop, and Casey Jacobs in the third. Keaton Kringland in left, Mitch McIntyre in center. Brock Kale in right field, and here is the first pitch from Jordan Wood, 91-mile-an-hour fastball. It's up and out of the zone. Batter Bradley Jekic, he is the right fielder. Junior out of Boise, transfer out of Treasure Valley Community College in Ontario, Oregon. Another fastball, and this one catches the outside corner. Jekic will be followed by Kevin Sandry. He's a junior out of Martinez, California. And the 1-1 pitch up high for ball two. Alex DeForeste is the DH. He'll bat third. And uh, James Free, the catcher, all-conference catcher last year, will be behind the plate. Two balls and a strike. Pitch is grounded right to Schneeman. Daniel gloves it on two hops, throws him out. Good way to start the game. A ground ball to Schneeman. Pretty much automatic out there. And the one man out for the Tigers. And that will bring up the junior, uh, Kevin Sandry, hitting 289 on the year. Has 16 RBIs. Game two tomorrow night, same time, 6 o'clock here in Provo. And there's a pitch over for a strike. Patrick Riley, the home plate umpire today. Mike Jarbo at first. Christopher Gonzalez, oh, looks like they've made some changes. Uh, Jarbo behind the plate. little pop-up. And in comes Favero. He'll make the play for the out. Yeah, good pitch right there by Wood, getting up and in on him and jamming him. Jo- Jarbo behind the plate and uh, Riley at first base. Uh, and that will bring to the plate uh, DeForest A is the... Uh, He's a freshman of Sacramento, six foot, 175 pounder, 315 average on the year, and the first pitch over for a strike. Jordan Wood coming out, looking strong here early with uh, throwing strikes. He has got good fastball command early, which is a really good sign for tonight. Owen won the count. Wood from the windup and the pitch ball hit again to Schneeman. Cougar shortstop will throw him out, and Pacific retired in order. Here in the first, we're through a half an inning. Pacific nothing. The Cougars coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We are back here, Larry Miller Field, bottom of the first, Brent Norton, Tuckett Slade, and the Cougars will come to the plate. Pacific retired in order 
in their half the first. Anderson, Sneeman, Hale do up here for BYU. They will go against uh, Cooper Cassad. Cassad, a junior out of Petaluma, California, actually a senior. Three wins, six losses on the year, and ERA just a little over four. So Cooper Cassad getting the start here in game one against uh, BYU. He yeah, doesn't walk a ton of guys. Only has 19 walks on the year. Doesn't strike out a whole ton, but uh, he does have a thing to strike out an inning on innings pitch this year. Opponents hitting uh, 269 against Cassad, and uh, the first pitch curveball. Uh, Anderson swings and misses. And the count, no balls and one strike on the senior out of Draper. I'm sure uh, Brennan feeling lots of emotions here this weekend, uh, putting on that Cougar uniform for the final three times as he swings and misses 0-2. Wow, back-to-back breaking balls to start the game for Pacific. They, that's definitely the scouting report on, on Brennan, that he can hammer a fastball. Good crowd in the ballpark here, here today on a bright, sunny day. Anderson swings and misses, goes down on three straight curveballs. One man out, Daniel Sneeman steps in. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen that, to have three straight, three straight breaking balls to start a game. They usually, like, get to 0-2 and then show a fastball away and then go back to it, but to go three straight, it's a lot of confidence in that pitch. And that uh, 0-2 pitch, definitely out of the zone by Brennan, yeah. but uh, fooled by it. And Sneeman... Takes a pitch at 91 on the outside corner for call strike one. So Kassad can bring it up there pretty good. Three good starting pitchers for Pacific. You can get into the pen. You can usually do some damage. Pitches off the plate. A ball and a strike to Schneeman, who's hitting 239 on the year. Has a couple of home runs, 26 RBIs for the junior out of Chula Vista. Sneeman steps back in, and the pitch, that ball is fouled up and off the plate. Back near the backstop, and the count goes to a, a ball and two strikes. Mike Littlewood, sixth year, finishing his sixth year at BYU down in the uh, third base coaching box. Trent Pratt down the first base side. Brent Herring and Jeremy Thomas in the dugout for the Cougars. Uh, pitch to Sneeman is up high. And the count uh, with Sneeman goes to uh, two and two. Daniel, he'll be followed by Brock Hale and then Nate Favero. Here is Kassad's pitch. Sneeman grounds this one. Second baseman comes over in the hole's got it. He'll throw him out. So the Cougars two outs here quickly in the first. And that'll bring Brock Hale. Hell, definitely the MVP of the, of the team this year, uh, no matter what happens this week. And he's hitting 344, eight home runs, 31 RBIs, all leading. Leads the Cougars in stolen bases. Yeah, these are all numbers that we expected him to put up this year. He's having a great year. First pitch to Hale is down low, ball one. Brock off to a horrendous start. Yeah. First couple of weeks he of the struggled season. Struggled early. And then really got things going at Auburn, started swinging the bat, and uh, has uh, just maintained that consistency the entire year. T- uh, Hale takes that one inside, 2-0. and Favero is on deck. Favero, the uh, reigning player of the week in the conference, had a big week against uh, San Francisco down in the Bay Area last week. He was 9-for-13 uh, with a home run, 12-31 slugging percentage. That ball hit hard, but right at the shortstop. 
Shortstop's got it. They'll throw Hale out, and the Cougars retired quickly here in the first. No score after one. Pacific and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. James Free steps in. Free a sophomore out of Walnut, California. Good player hitting 299, has seven home runs, 27 RBIs, and there's a good off-speed pitch. Free swings and misses in the count. Uh, a ball and a strike. This kid, uh, several accolades as a, as a uh, freshman last year. Another off-speed pitch. Free swings and misses. Free 6-2-205, so he's a big kid. I remember playing him last year at their place, and he was the guy we just couldn't stop talking about because he put together good at-bats and was having a really good year for Pacific. One ball, two strikes. Pitch is hit pretty well. Deep right center, left center field. Back goes McIntyre. He's going to get there and make the catch just short of the warning track. Free put a charge into that one, went the opposite way. See the kind of power this kid has, but McIntyre able to track it down. Yeah, McIntyre had to go a long way. That was... Really, uh, too good of a pitch right there with two strikes to uh, to free. Such a good hitter. Try to sneak a fastball by him, and he just missed that. Nate Verlin now steps in, another veteran on this squad, hitting from the left side. He's a junior out of uh, Stockton, California, and a swing and a miss for strike one. He's hitting 271 on the year with a home run. Clausen was throwing the ball back to the pitcher, and he, the, the, the batter stepped over the plate to adjust something, and he hit him right in the helmet, and it ricocheted all the way oh. to third base. Here's the 0-1. That's up high. This time Clausen steps yeah. out and throws from the left right side to batter's box just to make sure he didn't get a piece of Verlin. Here's the 1-1. Swing and a miss, 1-2. and two. Cougars a good uh, weekend last weekend. San Francisco won the first two games against the Dons. Didn't completely derail their hopes of a postseason bid, but uh, they need a lot of help this weekend. Pitches inside, ball two. Went on to Stanford. Cougars gave up five unearned runs. Lost five to one. Just another one of those head scratchers. As uh, BYU lost that one to the number three team in the nation, the Cardinal. There's a ball. And uh, Jacobson slashes in front of Sneeman. Makes the play for the out. Good play by Casey. Two man out. And Halstead steps in. They had a bit of a shift on for Verlin. And so Jacobson was already kind of overway in the six hole and just came right in front of Sneeman and made the play. One man out, Lucas Halstead. This kid's got tremendous power last year. Uh, isn't putting up quite the numbers that we saw last year out of him. First pitch over for a strike. He's only got four home runs this year, 23 RBIs. He was a big power guy last year. 6'3", 225-pounder. Hit one, uh, I think, out against the Cougars last he did, year. yeah. Oh, absolute. Smashed that ball, too. Ball and a strike. Halstead steps back in. Curve ball just off the plate. Four ball, two. Two men out. Top of the second. No score, BYU and the Tigers of Pacific. Here's a ground ball foul over into the Cougar dugout. If you're uh, sitting home listening or out in your car, uh, last three games of the year here, 
And uh, hopefully some good weather, uh, great weather here tonight. And hopefully tomorrow and Saturday it's supposed to be a little more cloudy, possibly some rain. But great chance to come out. There's a ball smashed to Schneeman. Throw to first for the out. Schneeman with three, three assists already in the ball game. Pacific retired in order again. Lorenz hits her errors. We're through one and a half. No score BYU and Pacific on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Well, the conference player of the week steps in, Nate Favero. And Favero hits one hard. First baseman, Nate Verlin's got it. He'll uh, shovel the ball to the pitcher at the bag for the out. So the first four Cougars retired. As we've had ten batters in the ballgame, and they've all been retired. And that will bring uh, Keaton Kringlin to the plate, left fielder. Kringlin will step in, junior out of Cedar City. 295 average for the junior. Pitches inside ball one. The Cougar uh, women's softball team behind Drake 3-2 to two right now in the seventh. Cougars are at the plate with uh, one man out. Nobody on base uh, trying to rally and tie the game up or uh, take the lead here in the seventh. Ball in a strike. Kringlin fouls a pitch off. Keaton, 5'11", 210. One home run on the year, 16 RBIs. And Kringlin grounds that one foul down the third baseline. Kringlin hampered by a hamstring about the first month of the season, month or six weeks. DH'd a lot. Yeah, he showed a lot of toughness playing through that because a lot of guys wouldn't be able to do that. One ball, two strikes. Kringland hammers one deep center field. Center fielder going back, looking up, just short of the track, makes the play for the out. Kringland hit it hard. Wind blowing in a little bit, and I think that uh, yeah. maybe kept that ball in the ballpark. Two men out. I think it really helped, that's for sure. And David Clausen will step in. Clausen, good series at San Francisco last weekend. Bumped his average up to 285. 12 RBIs now. Still looking for his first home run of the year. He'll be followed by Jake Brown, the DH for BYU. First pitch to Clawson is down low, ball one. One and oh. Pitch is down low, ball two. Lawson, the uh, sophomore out of Dana Point, uh, California's family's now moved up into uh, Provo. So calling this home now. Lawson hammers one. First baseman. He's got it again. Verlin, he'll throw the ball to the pitcher for the out. And the Cougars retired in the second. We're through two. No score. Pacific and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs. Back at Larry Miller Field, we go to the third. No score, no hits in the ballgame. And Pacific will send their bottom third of the order up. Carter Hayes, a sophomore out of Carmel, California, 6'1", 195-pounder. 
will step in. He's hitting 240 on the year with a couple of home runs and 16 RBIs. Hazel step in. And the first pitch from Jordan Wood is fouled down the third baseline. Here's the 0-1. That's over for a strike, 0-2. The 0-2 pitch, that's outside. A ball and two strikes to Hayes. So mentioned Pacific 20 and 28 on the year. They're coached by Ryan Garko. He played uh, six seasons in Major League Baseball. Played his college ball at Stanford as uh, Hayes goes down on strikes. First strikeout by Wood in the ball game. He was an All-American catcher in 2003 for Stanford. And now taking the reins here for the Pacific Tigers. This is his first year. Mike New, the former coach, went on to take the Cal job Yep. after the Cal coach took the Stanford job. <laughs> so a little domino effect. A little Bay Area action. Seeing a lot of former players getting back into the college game in all sports. Uh, boy, you look at the basketball in the West Coast Conference. A lot of guys that have come in. There's a pop-up. Casey Jacobson, third baseman, is there, and he'll make the catch for the out. It's a tough play this time of day with that sun sitting right over our awning here. Good play there by Jacobson. I, I just think of Casey's last play like that at San Francisco when yeah. he kind of circled the wagons and he dove did. and <laughs> made the catch. It's a great play. Wind not blowing nearly as hard here, but uh, made that one look pretty routine. As uh, Glover steps in, Keaton Glover. He is a sophomore out of Chandler, Arizona. First pitch outside, ball one. Cougars defensively have done a nice job this year. There's a ground ball hit. uh, That's a fair ball. Called by the home. No, I think the, uh, I think the, yep, you're right. That's his ball. The home plate umpire made the call. The. What's interesting is the third base umpire signaled fair yeah. with his left arm, and that's who I was looking at. Well, yeah, he but did. But until the ball gets to the bag, it's the home plate umpire's call. And he did a good job, and he was he was loud and vocal. Let's see on the replay here. Yeah, it was definitely. That last hop was foul. And it was right, it was right in front of the bag, so maybe that shielded the third base umpire. One ball and one strike to uh, Glover. 209 average for the sophomore, and that pitches outside for a ball. Glover, 129 at bats, 27 hits, two triples, two home runs. Here's a ball hit up the middle and past Brandon Anderson, first hit of the ball game. Wouldn't you know it by a 209 hitter, number nine in the order. This game's a cruel game to to pitchers and hitters sometimes, but uh, got a good pitch to hit right there, and Brennan did everything he could to try to keep that in the infield, but uh, hit right back up the middle for a single. That'll bring uh, Bradley Jekic, who is uh, grounded out his first time up to the Cougar shortstop. He'll step back in, left-handed hitter, and the first pitch, Jekic uh, takes that one down low, ball one. 
Pacific, uh, located there in Stockton, California. That's where the conference tournament has been played these last few years. Different ballpark, uh, the Klein Family Field is the Pacific ballpark. That's their home field. Swing and a miss. The tournament is played at Banner Island Ballpark. That's where they play the AA Stockton Ports games. Nice facility. And until last year, we didn't like that facility very much. <laughs> it's been bad to us. But last year, it worked out for us. One ball, one strike. Two men outs. And a guy at first base. And a quick throw two first to keep uh, Glover at the bag. He's got four steals and five attempts. Well, the cool thing about that uh, conference tournament is how Stockton, they donate that field and their staff to run that field, which means that they want the tournament there, which is it's, it's cool to be wanted. You know, so many places now you have to pay for everything where you go. Pitches inside. Yeah, I've had a couple of conversations with the uh, conference officials about maybe moving it to a little more uh, fan-friendly area like Las Vegas or Reno or awesome. Provo or somewhere, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, I guess when it's free, it's pretty tough it uh, is. It financially is. to say no. Two balls and a strike. The ball hit pretty well. Center fielder McIntyre back a couple of steps. He's there. He'll make the catch for the out, and Pacific is retired here in the third inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through two and a half now. No score, Pacific and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougars, Jake Brown will step in. Jake getting a start here in the DH roll. First pitch over for a strike. Brown, 206 average this year, sophomore out of Mesa, Arizona. And here is the 0-1 to uh, Brown. That's inside. Brown, a J.C. transfer. And playing as a sophomore, so he was a qualifier going coming out of J.C. So he could come up, come up and uh, transfer. And Brown slaps one to center field. Center field had a hard time picking it up and then finally found it. Made the catch for out number one. Yeah, good swing there by Brown. Just hit it right at the center fielder. And you're right, I don't know if it was the sun or if it was the top spin, but he struggled there for a sec finding that ball. Had a good recovery for the catch. Casey Jacobson steps in, Cougar third baseman. Casey hitting 230 on the year with uh, three RBIs. Junior out of Flower Mound, Texas, pitches up high for ball one. Jacobson's uh, brother McKay also on the team. He's a backup catcher. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Jacobson. He swings and misses. Cougars in the home whites uh, tonight. And Pacific in the all-gray road uniforms. As Jacobson with a 1-1 count. Takes the pitch high and tight for a ball. Talking a little about that Banner Island ballpark. Uh, You know, just an interesting ballpark. Lots of little different kind of nooks and crownies. Um, uh, as we mentioned, uh, home of the Stockton Ports, the double-A affiliate for the Oakland A's. And Jacobson hammers one deep left field. Left fielder going back, looking up, and Casey Jacobson has hit one out, his first home run of the year. And the Cougars lead one to nothing. Casey with a big hit here, leading off the third inning. 
I think that's his first home run as a BYU Cougar as well. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say it until I checked, but I I think you're correct. Yeah. Great swing there by Casey. Got on time, 91-mile-an-hour fastball, and didn't miss it at all. That got out of here in a hurry. Yes, it did. Lots of room to spare. Just hit right at the base base of the the second fence out there, the uh, wrought iron fence just before the the street, and the first pitch to McIntyre is down low, ball one. So both teams with one hit. The Cougars hit the long fly ball for the home run, and they take an early lead. Jake or uh, McIntyre blasts one up the middle, backhanded by the second baseman. Be a base hit. Second baseman did a nice job to get his glove on the ball, knocked it down, but McIntyre. Yeah, I'm not sure if he'd even had a chance to throw McIntyre out with his speed. Good effort there by the second baseman, though. That'll bring the top of the order, Brandon Anderson. I think Brandon might be sitting on curveball here. I think so. Saw three of them to lead off the game, and he struck out on three pitches. It's a tough time to hit right now with the shade, too, with the shadows. Cooper Cassad, uh, there's a ground ball out to the shortstop. He's got it on to second for one, the return to first. In time for the double play, 6-4-3. Cougars score one run on one hit. No errors, and nobody left. We're through three complete. Cougars one. Pacific nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Pacific will come up here. Top of the fourth inning. Cougars leading one to nothing. First pitch to Kevin Sandry is outside ball one. BYU on the home run by Casey Jacobson leads this one by a score of one to nothing. Pitch to Sandry. That ball's hit out towards Sneeman. Sneeman up the middle. Makes a great play. Throw to first. Oh, the he's pulled off the bag oh, by I Favero. Was. I wonder it's hard to tell, but it looked Boy. like he from here he stayed on. Great play by Favero to dig that ball off the turf, but uh, First base umpire said he was off the bag. It's got to be a base hit. Tough play for Sneeman to even get to the ball. Oh, yeah, he to, was barely off. No oh. doubt. Yeah, it was a good call. Good call. I hate it when they're right and it goes against us. <laughs> good play. Good call. So an infield single by Sandry, and that will bring up uh, DeForest Day, the uh, young man out of us. There's ball hit down to uh, Favero. He steps on the bag, then tries to throw to a second, but uh, throw a little bit offline. Sneeman didn't have a chance for the tag. So a runner now at second base for Pacific, one man out. Yeah, he had plenty of time there because it was hit so hard to first that he just rushed it and overthrew it wide. Sneeman did a good job of diving to go get that, or else that would have been left, and he possibly could have advanced to third. James Free now steps in. He... Uh, Flew out to center field his first time up, and we've got an offensive timeout called by head coach uh, Ryan Garko. Have I ever told you how much I hate that no. rule? <laughs> I think I've told you more than you've told me. They uh, get nine of them a game. That's unbelievable. One an inning. I, I, who, I don't know who wrote that you rule. You should get but one a game, and that's it. Yeah. I'd even give them two, but not yeah. one every yeah, inning. I agree. Fortunately, most coaches really don't take – advantage of that either because they probably don't like it either. Pitches down low ball when they're... Now, there are a few coaches that uh, do take advantage of it. 
just to name a few. We won't name their names out loud, but there's a few out there. One's that, in our conference. Yeah, yeah. One's in our state. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> uh, take their time. One ball, no strikes. Three steps in. Here's the pitch. That's up high for ball two. Well, coach Little with a lot of respect for Ryan Garko, the head coach. Uh, says he's got a great positive attitude. Uh, you know, Pacific just does not. Quick throw back. Uh, runner just beat the throw in. But, you know, 20 and 28, I mean, uh, the Cougars are battling that right now. To yeah. Keeping the positive uh, mental approach, uh, taking it a day at a time. And and Pacific has just uh, been in the, the basement of the West Coast Conference for a number of years in baseball. There's a little looper. Anderson goes out and makes the catch, second baseman. Fortunately, Brennan playing back in the shift, back in shallow right, and was able to go out and make the catch. If he hadn't been, that would have been a base no, hit and an RBI. That's definitely a base hit and RBI that was taken away by the defense's positioning. Two men out, and that brings uh, Nate Verlin to the plate. But uh, Pacific under Mike New, you could see the, the improvements there, and now Garko taking over. Got a nice ballpark there on campus. And Stockton, a good baseball town. There's a line drive down the left field line, just foul. Good foul. That would have been extra bases for Verlin, but the ball was slicing away down the right field line, landed about uh, three feet foul. So the runner will return to second base, and uh, Verlin returned to the plate. Verlin uh, grounded out to Casey Jacobson his first time up. No balls and one strike, two men out. For Verlin, he is right out of Stockton, grew up there. Pitches up high, a ball and a strike. You mentioned the uh, shadows right now, pretty tough with the pitcher in uh, bathed in sunlight and then the, the line of the shadow about the front of the mound. So tough time for the hitters. And here is the 1-1 from uh, Jordan Wood. Ball hit right back up the middle. Sneeman goes over. It's got it. Throws the first in time for the out. Sneeman takes a run away from Pacific as he went on the second base side of the bag. Made the play. Made the great throw for the out. Sneeman busy out there tonight. That's uh, if you're the Cougars. uh, You like the ball hit to him. No runs. One hit. No errors. One man left. We're through three and a half. One nothing. BYU over Pacific on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here, Daniel Sneeman in. He fouls the first pitch off, then takes the pitch over for a strike. Going to the count to the Cougar shortstop, who has been uh, very busy at that shortstop position here tonight as Sneeman swings and misses. Goes down on strikes to lead off the fourth. Second strikeout by Cooper Cassad in the ballgame, and that will bring Brock Hale up. Well, Casey Jacobson's first career home run at BYU. Cougars lead 1-0 as we play the bottom of the fourth inning. Cassad's first pitch is down low, ball one. Tomorrow night, same team, 6 o'clock here at uh, Cougar Field. And Saturday at 1, we'll conclude the season, not only for BYU, but also for Pacific. One ball, no strikes. And the pitch to Hill is way outside for a ball. 
We talked about the shadows in the infield. Very tough for the infielder, especially on the left side. Shortstop, third baseman, left fielder. Yeah, it's really tough right now. Kind of include the center fielder in that, which is down low for a ball. Three. Three and all the count to Brock Hill with uh, one man out. Here in the fourth, he'll be followed by Favero. Pitch way inside, almost hit Hale. So Brock down to first base on a four-pitch walk, and that will bring Favero up. Favero grounded out to the first baseman, so he's seen one pitch in the game. The catcher, James Free, out to have a little chat with Kassad, his starter. A lot of these kids uh, after this game and next week or so will start heading out for summer baseball. Actually, probably starts in a couple of weeks, what, first week of June? Or? Yeah, first week of June is usually when most guys report. Vero, the senior, will not be playing summer baseball this year as he'll conclude his career for the Cougars. He'll be transitioning to old man slow pitch softball. <laughs> That's what a lot of the players start to do when they're done. He will be a force. Yeah, he will. A little uppercut swing, the lefty. Absolutely. Be one of the home run leaders in that league for sure. Pitch to Favero outside, four ball two, so six straight balls thrown by Kassad. Yeah, I really feel for these seniors and the way that they've kind of had to go out this year because, man, with so much promise this year and such great kids, I, I wish that uh, we could be playing for at least one more weekend. Two balls, no strikes. Pitch to Favero, that ball's fouled off. Got a good pitch to hit. Fouled it straight back. Good crowd out tonight. Yeah, good crowd in the ballpark. Circled the schedule when they saw this one in middle of May. Knew the weather would probably be nice. And uh, good crowd here. Favero will step back in with a runner at first base. Cougars leading one to nothing. As we are in the bottom of the fourth inning. Both teams with two hits in the ball game. Quick throw to first, and uh, Brock Hill is a junior this year, so uh, he could potentially be back. But I, yeah, I'm gotta pretty believe sure Brock he's gonna be uh, signed and drafted yeah. and move on. I'd be completely shocked if he's back next year. Pitch to Favero popped up, out behind the shortstop position. Center fielder coming in. He's there and will make the play for out number two. Yeah, he's uh, Brock's done all he could here. He's earned the right to go play at that next level. Left fielder really didn't see that ball. Halstead, no. the center fielder, came a long way. Didn't look like the shortstop wanted any part of it either as uh, center fielder uh, Keaton Glover made the, the catch. Two men out. And Kringland steps in, flew to deep center field his first time up. There's a runner going, pitches outside, and Hale slides in, and he is out at second base. Good throw by Free, and Hale thrown out. No runs, hits, or errors for the Cougars. We're through four complete. one nothing. BYU leading Pacific on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans, this is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here as we go to the fifth. 
Pacific will step in against uh, Jordan Wood, who's uh, held them scoreless through the first four. They've uh, had a couple of base hits. Halstead steps in. First pitch outside, ball one. Now an, another pitch a little bit low. Or ball two. Halstead uh, grounded out to Schneeman. Hit the ball hard, but right at yeah, Daniel did. his first time up. Woods pitches outside for ball three. He's a guy you don't want to make a mistake to because he's got some real power. Big, strong kid. That pitch is over. So three balls and one strike with uh, nobody out here in the fifth. Holstead, as we mentioned, big kid, 6'3", 225. He is a senior out of Alamo, California. 3-1 pitch is fouled off. Good crowd in the ballpark here tonight, as we've mentioned. Cougars and Pacific. Uh, game again tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. And a concluding game Saturday at 1. Ball hit pretty well. Center fielder McIntyre back a couple of steps. He's there and will make the catch. Great job. Wood there getting down 3-0. And then Borderline gets a 3-0 pitch called for a strike and then battles back to get that first first out of the inning, which is always a big one. One man out. Carter Hayes steps in, third baseman. He struck out his first time up. Hayes batting from the right side. And the first pitch is up high, ball one. One ball and no strikes. And here is Woods' pitch, fly ball, deep right field. This one, Brock Hales tracking. He makes the catch for the out. Two men out here in the fifth, and that will bring up... uh, Terratino, the shortstop, also a senior. He's hitting 233 on the air, so a lot of uh, veteran kids on this specific team playing their last series of their collegiate career. And the first pitch over for a strike. A little bit of wide of his own we have going today. And he pick up uh, Jordan's pitch count. 52, and there's a pop-up easy play. McIntyre in center. Back a couple of steps. He'll get there, and he'll make the catch. And three fly ball outs in the inning. Pacific retired in order again. We're through four and a half. One-nothing. Cougars leading the Tigers on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kringler will step in for the Cougars. We go to the bottom of the fifth. One-nothing BYU leading. Cooper Cassad on the hill. First pitch. Breaking ball over for a strike. Kringland uh, flew out to uh, deep center field his first time up. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Third baseman coming in. He'll make the throw to first just in time to get Kringland. Good play there by Carter Hayes. Wow, great brunt and even better play by Carter because... He was playing way behind the bag. I thought for sure that he was going to be safe there. Great play. Good idea by Kringland. If yeah. anything, he might have bunted the ball a little bit hard, but got to give a lot of credit to Hayes for a tremendous play. We've seen a couple of really good defensive plays already here yes, we have. in this series. That brings uh, Dave Clausen up. 
First pitch is down low, ball one. Lawson grounded out unassisted at the first baseman, his first time up there. David, uh, 282 average, 0 for 1 today. Been swinging the bat much better this last month or so. Pitch is uh, over for a strike. Just seems like he's a little more com- uh, comfortable, a little more yeah. confident at the plate. He definitely is. Lawson is a uh, draft-eligible young man as he's already turned uh, 21, even though he's only a sophomore. That ball's foul at the plate. He was drafted out of high school by the Yankees in the mid-30 uh, round, I think 35th round. And I know Dave, uh, you know, before the season was hoping that this uh, might turn into something, you know, and you never know. David, uh, great arm, yeah. really quick arm behind the plate. And he's got good power, too. You know, hasn't really showed it this year, but it's a guy that can really hit. Pitches up high. Two balls and two strikes to Lawson. He'll be followed by Jake Brown. College baseball, boy, you just never know from one year to the next with the draft. and uh, You just, uh, it's you know, you just uh, never know. Lawson hits this ball a shot, one hopper to the first baseman who will Step on the bag for the out. Good play by Verlin. So a couple of good defensive plays in the inning by Pacific. Two men out and Jake Brown stepping in. Jake uh, lined out to the center fielder his first time up. As Brown will step in. Sophomore Mesa, Arizona. Desaad's first pitch, another fly ball right at the center fielder this time. Glover there makes the catch. Cougars retired quickly here in the fifth inning. We're through five complete. one nothing. Cougars leading Pacific on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Keen Glover will step in. He is the number nine hitter. He's got one of the two hits for Pacific against Jordan Wood. And Glover squares the bunt, takes the pitch inside, ball one. One ball and no strikes. Wood's pitch, ball hits Sneeman. Easy play for Daniel. He's got it, and he'll throw him out, one man out. Here in the sixth. I just love every time the ball is hit to Dish Neiman. You know, I would agree. Yeah, you just know it's going to be an just out. Kind of take a sigh and deep breath and, and know it's going to be an out. And when it's not, and when and he doesn't make the play, you're shocked. You're literally shocked. Daniel Sneeman, defensive player of the year last year and has maybe even been better this year. First pitch over for a strike to uh, Bradley Jekic. The thing that's been most impressive about Schneeman this year defensively is, you know, he was hitting in the mid-threes last year. Ball's fouled off, 0-2. It's easy to play defense when you're batting 320, 330. But when you're struggling the way he has, batting in in the low twos this year that he has, and still goes out every inning and plays so hard defensively, that just shows the type of person he is. Schneeman, 152 chances this year, six errors. Pitch is uh, down low, and a couple of those errors were just uh, easy plays. Yeah. You know, just trying to, uh, you know, look at a base runner or whatever, yep. just taking his eye off the ball. But uh, six errors and 152 chances. Sneeman 
Just an unbelievable shortstop, and we've seen it on the display here tonight. Swing and a miss. Jackets goes down, two men out. Strikeout inning in the ballpark, so they'll be uh, throwing some uh, T-shirts out to a section of the crowd here. That's why you can hear the crowd going crazy. I think the game had just ended. The Cougars yep. won on a walk-off. They love their strikeout inning, that's for sure. They love their uh, their T-shirts. Yeah. Pitch is over for a strike to Kevin Sandry. That's the 61st pitch by Jordan Wood. There's a ball hit back up the middle. That will be through for a base hit. Just under the uh, glove of Wood. Two-out single, and that will bring up Alan DeForeste. He is the uh, freshman out of Sacramento. He'll step in. Forstier uh, batting from the left side. 0 for 2 today. A couple of ground outs, and he will step in against Wood. Pitch is over for a strike. The uh, shade now has gone completely over the mound, so no problem for the pitcher and hitter, but bigger problems for the shortstop, third baseman, left fielder, and even the center fielders. That uh, sun really going down on the horizon. Makes it really, really tough on this side of the infield. Well, the Cougars uh, played at uh, Benedetti Ballpark uh, last weekend and then went on to the Sunken Diamond. And If there are two more opposite ballparks, I'd like yeah, to see them in, really in the country. Is. Sunken Diamond at Stanford has the largest foul ball territory in the world. It's got to be. Unbelievable. And really Benedetti's is. got the shortest. Tuckett and I were broadcasting a game last week. We were literally about... 10 feet, well, maybe 15 feet from home plate, 10 feet from the umpire. Different perspective. We could not see the right field corner, but uh, it's kind of fun to go in there and uh, broadcast a game from that uh, element. No balls and a strike. Yeah, I really like San Francisco's field. Which is uh, up high. First chance you've uh, had to go there. and yeah. If you'd seen the old one, you would have uh, wondered... Uh, why are we playing here? But the new one, they've done some nice improvements. I guess that was like a $6 million project. Yeah. One ball, one strike. That pitch, good job by uh, Kloss in the backhand, that ball in the turf. And the count goes uh, now to two and one. The uh, park there is ringed in uh, netting, so no ball can get out. Foul ball or fair. Well, we saw a few get out. Uh, balls, Foul balls popped right over home plate. Back uh, climbed up and over the, the netting, which was uh, about 80 feet over the field. Pitch is over for a strike. So you felt like you were in a, a driving range. I mean, yeah, I was it, looking for my it, driver. I was, I was ready to start hitting balls. It really did feel like that. <laughs> Located right in the heart of San Francisco. Same field location they had a few years ago, but they just uh, turned the field now. And the field used to, home plate used to be in the right field corner. Now it's uh, in the old left field corner. Hard to explain. And if you ever get a chance, I know I was talking to Brendan Anderson's dad and said, man, and I've said this on the air, if you ever want to go follow the Cougars, San Francisco, a great place to go visit. But Benedetti Diamond is just a place you've got to see to believe. Yeah, cool character to it. Three and two the count. With uh, James Free on deck. And here is Woods' pitch fouled off and out of play. 
And with that short porch they had in right, would we hit, the, hit it off that thing like six or seven yeah. times? That probably only a few of those would have been hits. And, in this and, ballpark. Yeah. Would have been caught for outs. Yeah. You know, Favero's definitely would have been out yeah. here. Dave hit a ball off the middle of that that probably would have had a chance to get out yeah. here. But other than that, the other ones just barely hit above the net, which would have been caught. 3-2 pitch. Ball head out toward Favero. Nate's got it. He'll step on the bag. And Pacific is retired here in the sixth. one nothing. Cougars continue to lead on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Casey Jacobson steps in. He's been responsible for the only run of the ball game, a long home run back in the third inning and the first pitch curveball over for a call strike. Cougars 11 wins, 10 losses against the uh, Pacific Tigers all time in baseball. Cougars swept the Tigers last year in Stockton on their way to a conference title. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Jacobson swings and misses. A ball and two strikes to Casey. McIntyre on deck and then uh, top of the order in Anderson. And five hits in the game. Three by uh, Pacific, two by BYU. The 1-2 pitch, another curveball. This one outside for ball two. Another action this week in Santa Clara is at Gonzaga. St. Mary's at LMU, and Portland is at Pepperdine. There's a ball hit up the middle. Shortstop going over, unable to make the play. So Jacobson with his second hit of the ball game, a single. Yeah, good job there on that breaking ball, running away from him, just to be able to poke it back up the middle. They had him played well over in the six hole. Yeah, they did. And ball uh, just got past the shortstop, Tarantino. And that'll bring uh, McIntyre to the plate. Currently, uh, Pepperdine on top of the conference. I think they've mathematically, I think they could lose three and still get into the tournament. Yeah, they They'd only have 11 losses. First pitch to McIntyre well, is uh, fouled off. San Francisco clinched. They clinched a spot. So really the, the Is that spot, right? With that win? It is, yeah. Because the teams below them and how it all works out with tiebreakers. Which would be LMU, LMU, even if they swept 15 and 12. If LMU swept St. Mary's, then St. Mary's wouldn't be in, and LMU would get in. St. Mary's just has to win one game against LMU, and they're in. So that's how More than likely, Pepperdine, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, and San Francisco would be the four. Yeah. The only way that uh, LMU could also get in is if LMU won. uh, All three. Well, all three will. St. Mary's could get in if Gonzaga lost all three. Obviously, they would lose all three. I mean, St. Mary's would lose all three, but then if Gonzaga lost all three, then St. Mary's could still get in. So it's just all that kind of back and forth craziness. But if we would have won that Saturday game, it would have been kind of really interesting coming Tough in. for San Francisco, weekend. yeah, and we still would have been in the Because we would have had the tiebreaker the over them. So One ball, one strike. You know, tough to point back at one game as the ball – is bunted foul. So many games. I mean, that LMU sweep of BYU, you know, to start the conference season. LMU, in, in my, well, in my, and I've said this, I just feel like the conference in general is down as a whole. I agree. And uh, Pepperdine, uh, when we were down there, they're 16 and 8, and I I would have never believed that they would be 16 and 8 at this time of the season. Well, and the crazy thing about Pepperdine is they lost their best arm in our series. and They've gotten better since. And they have. They really have. 
one-two pitch up high to McIntyre. And the scary thing, and that's kind of how we were last year, is we were teetering around that, you know, 11 and 10 mark, 10 and 11 mark, and then, bam, we got going, and we started to believe that we could beat anybody. And that's what Pepperdine's doing right now. They believe they can beat anybody, and, uh, you know, they're going to probably win the league. Two balls, two strikes. Pitches outside, ball three. Because they'd have to lose all three, and St. Mary's win all three for... Uh, St. Mary's to win the league um, slash Pepperdine uh, slash Gonzaga but uh, Pepperdine's at home against Portland so yeah, the, the chances of that happening aren't too great win one game yep. and you at least share a title pitches up high ball four so a single and a walk and the Cougars have got something going here in the sixth top of the order Brandon Anderson step in and probably bunt situation here for Anderson as the pitching coach now out Going to have a little chat with his uh, right-hander, uh, Cooper Cassad, who's really been kind of cruising through the Cougar lineup other than the Jacobson home run. Well, he's given up three hits, and uh, and it's to Jacobson twice, and McIntyre, who's a nine-hole, so he struggled with the eight-nine this year. They finally had a bunch of guys run down in the bullpen to go get a few guys going. Cassad's still at the 60-pitch count, yeah, too, so is. both these guys have not been extended at all in the ball game. Yeah. But, you know, hey, now you're seeing a guy three times. You've seen all of his pitches, and uh, the chances of you, you know, getting a hit off him go higher and higher every time you see him. Normally you would think this would be a bunt situation, but with Brennan up, it, I don't know what Coach will do here. I really will no. flip a coin here because he's a guy that can hit the all fields, and but he's also a guy that can bunt, so who knows. And he's got 46 strikeouts on the year to yeah. lead the Cougars, yeah. 47 now. Yeah. So that's what would yeah. be. Give me the tendency to think he might be bunting. There's a bunt. Pops it up. Ball is uh, a fair ball. And the Cougars, uh, the Pacific Tigers get the runner at third base. Throw to second base. Gets away from the second baseman. That ball was popped up in the air. Good idea by the catcher and pitcher to let that ball bounce. Because the runners had to hold. They got the lead runner at third to throw back to second to turn the double play. Got away from the shortstop. And. So the Cougars with runners at first and third now with one man out. Yeah, they did exactly how defensively how you're supposed to defend that. And uh, we're able to let it bounce, field it, and uh, get the first out and then just not quick enough to get the second out. And well, because the ball was thrown away, the Cougars are in the position that they wanted to be in, second and third with one out. That'll so, be an error on the third baseman, first error of the ball game. Cougars with runners at the corners. And Schneeman stepping in. Sneeman drills one, deep right field. Right fielder going back, looking up. He's uh, on the track, makes the catch for the out. Both the Cougar runners will advance, and the Cougars lead 2 to nothing now on the Sneeman sacrifice fly. Yeah, good team at bat there by Sneeman. I like him being aggressive early on a fastball and just, hey, don't, be, don't do too much. Just put a ball in play in the outfield and score a run, and he did that. Good at bat, Schneeman. McIntyre scores. Anderson moves up to third base. And now Brock Hale with an RBI opportunity. Brock has grounded out and walked in the game. Cougars lead 2-0. They got uh, one in the third, one more here in the sixth. And the pitch to Hale. That ball's driven down the right field line. That's going to slice foul. Down there, the bullpen for Pacific. Tigers ran a couple of guys down there, but nobody up throwing now. He got about 10 guys, well, not 10, maybe 7, 8 guys down there on that bench. 
Long ways away from uh, their dugout. Nobody was out there until the uh, base hit in the walk. Yeah, as soon as that walk happened, he made the mound as a, half the team went down there. No balls and a strike. Hale fouls another one off on a curveball. Cougar, so- Cougar softball team lost today in the first round, 3-2 to two to Drake. So they'll play the loser of Albany and Oregon. Uh, they're playing right now. Oregon, the number one seed in the entire country in uh, collegiate softball. They're uh, playing up in Eugene, unfort- unfortunately for the Cougars. Brock Hale hammers this one. Right fielder going back, looking up. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out, and the Cougars are retired here in the sixth. they got to run. On a hit, one error, one man left. We're through six. 2-0, BYU leading Pacific. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. James Free steps in, first pitch inside, ball one. Cougars lead 2-0. As we go to the seventh, yeah, you heard me right, seventh inning, and we've been playing just a little over an hour. Game is uh, cruising along. Both pitchers really in complete command. Here's the 2 0. Pitch is over for a strike. Free Verlin and Halstead. Scheduled hitters here in the seventh. Free hitting 295 after his 0 for 2 today. And that ball's hammered to center field. McIntyre back a couple of steps. He'll make the catch. Free. Uh, has uh, hit the ball hard all three times. Nothing to show for it. One man out, and Nate Verlin steps in. Verlin has grounded out twice, once to Jacobson, once to uh, Schneeman. Nate Verlin, junior out of Stockton, California. Pitches fouled out of play. I was going to say Stockton, pretty good baseball played there in high school. A lot of see a lot of players uh, move on to college out of uh, Stockton High Schools. Here's the 0-1. Ball hit out toward uh, Favero. He's got it. He'll shovel the ball to Wood quickly. Two men out. About 80 miles uh, east of uh, Oakland. Stockton, California, known for its uh, agriculture. Uh, Huge, uh, big irrigation ditches going throughout that valley. Yeah, it's pretty really amazing. Is. Here's the first pitch. That's over for a strike to Lucas Halstead. Cougars two runs on three hits. And the uh, Pacific Tigers no runs on three hits. Pitches outside for a ball. One and one the count. Two men out here in the seventh. Wood out of the windup, and that pitches outside again for ball two. Jordan Wood pitches off the plate, ball three. I'm sure some of the kids on the team are, are in. Are any of them taking yeah, class in spring? Yeah, we have five or six kids that are taking spring semester. You know, a couple of them will be graduating after spring semester, and there's a fly ball. Easy play for Kringlin in left. He comes in a couple. 
Camped under it, makes the play, and again, retired in order here are the Tigers. We're through six and a half. Two-nothing Cougars leading Pacific on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Nate Favero will step in for BYU. First pitch, Favero hammers one, right center field. That's going to be in for extra bases. Favero around first base. He's at second base. He'll hold right there with a leadoff double. So Favero doubles for the Cougars here to lead off the bottom of the seventh inning. Nate's first hit of the evening. And Keaton Kringlin will step in now. Cooper Cassad's gone uh, six-plus innings, giving up two runs on just uh, four base hits. Kringlin coming to the plate. He has uh, flown out and grounded out. And here's the pitch to Kringlin, a big swing and a miss for strike one. Looked like he had a pitch he could handle. It just uh, swung right through it. Cougars trying to add to their two-to-nothing lead here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Kassad, uh, two walks, two strikeouts in his six innings of work, and that pitch is outside. Keaton, as he steps in, hitting 292 on the year. He'll be followed by uh, Clawson and then uh, Jake Brown. Cougars with single runs in the third and the sixth. Kringlin swings and misses at another 91-mile-an-hour fastball. Nice pitch by Cooper Cassad. Ball and two strikes. Cassad with a runner at second base. And the pitch to Kringlin fouled off. Keaton at the worst case trying to Get that runner moved up to third base with less than two men out with Clausen on deck. One and two. Cassad again looks back at Favero. Here's the pitch. Franklin takes that one just off the plate for ball two. Wood has thrown now 80 pitches through seven innings, and Kassad coming into this inning had thrown 64, so he's up near 70. As uh, both these pitchers have done a real good job here against the other team. And here's the 2-2. Kringlin takes inside ball three. Pacific now uh, has got a little bit of movement out in that bullpen area. Three balls, two strikes. Sod's pitch to Kringlin. Hammered left field, base hit. That's going to score a run. And Kringlin will hold with a long single. So Kringlin with an RBI, his uh, 17th of the year. Cougars lead three to nothing. Good swing there by Kringlin. Got a fastball elevated and hammered that down the left field line. 
That'll bring uh, Clawson to the plate. David will step in. He's 0 for 2. He's uh, grounded out to the first baseman both times. As Clawson will step to the plate. First pitch to Clawson again at the first baseman. Gloves it comes up, gets the ball to the pitcher for the out. Runner does move up. He's wearing out that first baseman. That's the third time he's hit it right to him. Well, and what's uh, helped Clawson in the last little bit is he's been starting to go back up the middle a little bit. Today he's getting more pull happy again, which is those line drives the first where that's what he was doing earlier in the year. When he's back up the middle, he's a really, really good hitter. Jake Brown steps in. Jake has uh, flown out twice to the center fielder. Kringlin in scoring position. Cougars lead three to nothing. As Brown looking for an RBI. He's got two on the year, limited action, and he hammers one first baseman on one hop. Scott, he'll throw it to the pitcher at the bag for the out. And I'll tell you, first baseman and Nate Verland has been as busy as Sneeman has on yeah. the other side of the ball. Between the two, they probably got a total of 15 putouts. A lot of 3-1 putouts from uh, Verland to Kassad. As uh, Kringle moves to third base and a chance for Jacobson. He's two for two. And the Cougars with a runner 90 feet away. Well, these are the runs we've talked about all year. Those two-out, back-breaking type runs you can find a way to score. And here's another one right here. Big opportunity for Jacobson. Casey steps in. First pitch is up a little bit high. Ball one and non-conference action. Kansas State beat San Francisco today 4-2. And it was being played down at Benedetti. As they've got a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Going with the Wildcats, uh, Looper center fielder coming over. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out, and the Cougars are retired. They got another run on two hits. There were no errors, one man left. We're through seven complete. Cougars three, Pacific nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Carter Hayes will step up for Pacific as we go to the eighth. First pitch slider over for a call strike. Bottom three of the order, Hayes, Tarantino, and Glover do up here for the Tigers against uh, Jordan Wood. Fastball just missed off the plate. A ball and a strike. Cougars with three runs. One in the third, one in the sixth, one in the seventh. Cougars with three runs on five hits. Pacific no runs on, there's another base hit into right field. Their fourth hit of the ball game as Hayes singles. Good swing there by Hayes, inside out, line drive right through the four hole. So we've got a pinch hitter, number 36, coming in. Yeah, Tarantino's going to sit down, and uh, 36 is uh, Bryce Kirk, freshman catcher out of Oakdale, California, is going to pinch hit for Tarantino. Wasn't Tarantino playing short? Yes. Yeah. It's a good little defender. So Bryce Kirk into the ball game. First pitch. Checked his swing. Pitches down low for ball one. 
see who they put in defensively. Unless uh, Bryce Kirk is a catcher slash shortstop. You never I've, know. I've seen that before. Usually in little lower levels. They're swinging a miss. Usually you get to Division One baseball, and if you're a catcher, that's, yeah. that's what you do. Unless you're DH, like, maybe. Yeah, unless you're Buster Posey and you were a shortstop for, for two years at Florida State, their catchers all got hurt. One kid became ineligible. The coach says, you're a shortstop. You're, turn, you're learning how to catch tomorrow. And now he's a yeah. Hall of Fame-type catcher, which you don't see that very often. <laughs> one ball, one strike. There goes the runner. Ball is foul at the plate, hit and run. And Pacific just trying to force the action or not a bad idea. Ball fouled off. Well, I wonder if it took uh, the coach uh, long to convince Buster of that. Buster seems like the type of kid that, uh, you know, he'd be be fine, whatever helps the team. We got Parkinson and Perone throwing. And I think Perone... He's going to start is, Saturday, I is believe. That's his, the plan. He's throwing his bullpen. bullpen. But maybe not. One ball, two strikes. Here's Woods. Pitch. That's up a little bit high. Check swing again, and the count evens up at two and two. Nobody out. Bottom of the eighth. Pacific with a runner at first base. And here is Woods' 2-2 pitch. Runner going again. This ball's lined into right field. Base hit. Runner will advance to third base on the single. And the Tigers with runners at the corners. Bottom of their order doing it here. Pinch hitter Bryce Kirk. And that will bring Glover to the plate. Yeah, perfectly ran hit and run right there. Got a pitch to hit, guessed right, and he did his job. Glover steps in. He's one for two. Singled in the third. Grounded out in the sixth. Cougars, I'm sure, defensively will play double play depth up the middle looking to turn two. They're willing to give up the the run for the potential double play. Now we're going to get a pinch runner for Bryce Kirk. Number 10 for Pacific. Uh, that is Wyatt Hoffman. He's a freshman of Del Mar, California. Probably going to be your shortstop as well, if I had to guess. Got uh, Hoffman is listed as an infielder, so that would probably be the, the case. Runners at the corners. First time uh, that uh, Jordan Wood's been in any kind of trouble in the ball game. And the first pitch a little bit low, ball one to Glover, the number nine hitter. Where you'd gladly take a double play ball and give up a run right here. Minimize this inning. And head to the ninth. Still with a couple run lead. Here's the pitch from Wood. A, a bunt attempt. A ball is. Oh, Jordan Wood fielded the ball. Went to home and and uh, Clawson just couldn't come up. Kind of a errant throw. Yeah, Clawson I mean, actually tried to barehand that ball. Yeah, he had him. He was easily out at the plate, and he threw it. He he kind of forehanded it wide to Wood. That'll be an error on Jordan Wood, and boy, that just compounds it. Yeah, it does. They almost just want to get an out in that situation, and the Cougars not only give up a run but uh, don't get an out. 1,854 in attendance at the ballpark tonight. 
Well, now you're back in the same bunt situation again right here. Now you're bunting to move the runners up to tie the ball game. So a little different, but yeah. almost a sure bunt here. Yeah, absolutely. By Jekic, uh, uh, the uh, leadoff hitter. He is 0 for 3 today, and he takes the pitch down low, ball one. Wood fielded the ball, but kind of tried to backhand it and threw it wide of the plate. And Clausen tried to catch it with his bare hand and put a little swipe tag on, but he couldn't he couldn't make the catch. Yeah, an easy toss right there, and the guy was out at home. But uh, this game's not easy sometimes, and just tried to backhand it and throw it and made it a little wide. Now the head coach for Pacific, uh, Ryan Garko, calls one of those offensive timeouts that you get one in an inning. And I uh, want to discuss with his uh, base runners. Yeah, Coogs ran a, a, an exotic wheel play there, the bunt coverages, and was going to bunt right into a, an out at third. So he was talking to him about, hey, if they do this, I want you to do this, and just kind of putting everyone through it so that they're, uh, you know, prepared for what uh, we might run defensively. Glover steps back in. One ball, no strikes, the count. And the Cougars put a play on where they throw behind the runner at second base. Anderson took the throw, but... Base runner back in easily. A lot of things defensively and offensively you can do in this situation. Seeing a couple of pretty good baseball minds, Mike Littlewood and uh, Ryan Garko in his first year as the head coach here, but he has coached in the minor leagues. Pitches a little bit inside for ball two. What that miss? Wood thought it was a strike. I think it almost fooled the umpire that the uh, the hitter drew the bat back. Yeah, I think so. Man, I don't know where that missed. Look right on the corner. Jack Itche Jr. out of Boise, J.C. transfer. As he will step back in. And the 2-0 pitch, and that's bunted foul. I know another place where Boise State just has announced that they're going to start baseball up again, but that's another state that... Didn't really have a Division One baseball program. And you see more kids from Idaho popping up on, you know, Gonzaga had yep. a couple uh, a couple of West Coast schools. And the Cougars have got some Idaho kids. Bo Burp, pitcher. Kendall Motes. Motes. Uh, two balls and a strike. There's a bunt. Foul again down the third baseline. And the count now goes to two balls and two strikes. This is where it gets interesting. Does Coach Garko give him the two-strike bunt? Or does he say, all right, well, you're in the situation. Now get yourself out of it. 3-1 now the score as the Pacific Tigers have put one on the board here in the eighth. They've got the tying runs on base. With the uh, leadoff hitter, uh, Bradley Jekic, as he long look in at the, uh, his head coach, Garko. In the first base dugout. Now he'll step back in. Two balls, two strikes. And the pitch. A little bit low, ball three. Well, both guys can really run on the bases here. I wouldn't be surprised with full count here if they started the runners to do another little hit and run action, which could be feast or famine. It could be fantastic for him, or it could turn into a triple play if the ball was in yeah. the wrong spot. Jekic uh, didn't show bun on that uh, pitch. 
Again, 3-2. No, Wood just steps off, looks at second, didn't make the throw. Yeah, good idea there, doing the inside move to see if maybe they're flinching towards wanting to run. Cougars trying to keep uh, their runners close. And Wood will rock and fire the 3-2 pitch ball. Hit out to Anderson. Could be two. On to second for one. The return to first. In time for the double play. Jekic unable to get the bunt down. Grounds into the double play. Worst nightmare from Pacific yeah, right really there. Is. That's why, in, in, in reality, as a coach, that maybe a two-strike bunt isn't a bad idea because even if you bunt it foul, you're out, and it doesn't give up two outs. It just gives up one. But great execution, great pitch by Wood to get the ground ball, and B to Schnee for the double play was awesome. Now you got to keep that guy at third. Kevin Sandry steps in, runner at third base. And Wood's first pitch way outside, ball one. Great job, David Clausen going out and getting that ball. Boy, the Cougars getting the ground ball they needed on the 3-2 count. Two men out. Tigers have scored one. And that ball is fouled up and off at Clawson. And the count now, a ball and a strike. Both teams with five hits, both teams with one error in the ball game. Pacific uh, with a run here in the top of the eighth uh, on the board. And here is the 1-1 pitch. Ball fouled off. Out of play. Well, and both errors on both teams led to a, at least a, a run. run. Yeah, so, earned run yeah. for sure for the Cougars to score. Wind uh, picking up, gusting a little bit uh, from right field across the ballpark. And here's the 1-2. Curveball popped up. Clausen can't see it. Now he finally sees it, but that ball's going to land up in the seats. I think the wind took that ball out of play. I think it would have been uh, playable. But Clausen, I don't know if he ever saw the ball. No, I think he saw it at the very end. Good thing it was out of play. That would have been a tough one if that had landed in play. Because you're right, he didn't see it until really late. One ball, two strikes. To Sandry. Another curveball. He gets him. Strikes him out. Pacific with one run on two hits. No errors. One big runner left on. We are through seven and a half innings. 3 1 BYU leading the Tigers on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the eighth. Mitch McIntyre will lead it off for the Cougars. McIntyre will step in for BYU. And the first pitch to Mitch is over for a strike. Great job last inning by Wood to to minimize and only give up one run. That could have been an easy three-run inning there. uh, I mean, the way he got out of that was absolutely unbelievable. There's a ground ball hit at Verlin, the first baseman. What else is new? Makes a good play. Throws the ball to the pitcher for the first out. It's only the seven, 77th pitch there. And we're in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah. i got to believe you're going to see Wood go out there in the ninth. I think he will, yeah. With uh, I think he's under 100 pitches. He's a 
think he was only at 96 on that last pitch, something like that, pretty close. Anderson steps in, first pitch is outside, ball one. Well, definitely the key play of the inning was a double play ground ball. Yeah, huge. And then the lack of Pacific getting that bunt down on the on the sacrifice. That was huge. There's a ground, uh, fly ball. Right fielder is there. He'll make the catch for the out. Well, the thing about that bunt is if you get the bunt, the next guy, if he grounds that ball to second, they score a run. And they move up a guy, and, and now it's a 3-2 game. Changes everything. With, on, with only one out. Got to give a lot of credit to the Tigers Cooper Cassad as he has really battled out there and almost matched Jordan Wood pitch for pitch. Yeah, I mean, that was just his 80th pitch right there. Sneeman steps back in. As we've got some fire engines going by the ballpark, you can hear. No balls, two strikes to Sneeman. Two men out, bottom of the eighth. Pacific will have the middle of their order, three, four, and five due up in the ninth. Yeah, Sneeman takes that one up high for a ball. Here's the one, two. Sneeman takes that one outside. So the count evens up two balls, two strikes to uh, Cougar shortstop Daniel Sneeman. Today had, uh, he's over two, had a sacrifice uh, RBI his last time up in the sixth. Pitch to Sneeman is down low Good take for a right ball. There. Great take. Sneeman's sacrifice was the second run the Cougars scored in the ballgame. Three and two the count. Kassad will work from the windup. Here's the pitch. Sneeman pops it up. Shortstop going out. Shallow left field calling everybody off. He'll make the catch for the out, and the Cougars are retired in order. Here in the eighth, we'll go to the ninth. Cougars lead 3-1 on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jordan Wood back on the hill here, top of the ninth with a 3-1 lead. First pitch is over for a strike now, a foul ball. Ellen DeForcier is up. He's the freshman out of Sacramento. He was 0 for 3 today. He's grounded all three times. Last uh, two times to uh, Favero at first base. As Pacific, a couple of hits in the eighth. Uh, had a real opportunity. Couldn't to get the sacrifice down. And Wood with a double play ground ball and a strikeout to end the inning. And the Cougars uh, clinging to a two-run lead here. That pitch is outside one and two. Jordan now just crossing the 100-pitch count. That ball just fouled, just got a piece of it. I don't know how he fouled that. Totally fooled. Yeah, he was so fooled on that and was still able to foul it. Fouled it up and off of his foot. Oh, actually got him up on the thigh. Here's the 1-2. That pitch is up high for... 
a ball. Cougars with a right-hander. I think that's probably Zimmerman throwing, and I believe a Zimmerman. That Parkinson and Zimmerman. Or Parkinson, yep. I mean. It's Parkinson and Zimmerman. Ball looped to left field. Kringlin going over. Makes the play for the out. Ball hit pretty well, but Kringlin saw it well off the bat. Sun's still out here in Provo. The game has yeah. moved along so well here that Kringlin's still battling that sun. You don't see that that often in the ninth no, inning. you really don't. One man out, James Free. Well, it's nice that uh, nobody's on base in front of him. Yes. A guy that can leave the yard. So that was a big first out for Wood. Free is 0 for 3 today. And the first pitch outside, ball one. Free uh, has flown out to center field twice, lined out to Anderson at second base. Anderson playing a very deep second base with the big lefty up there. That ball's fouled off, a ball and a strike. Just a steady diet of off-speed pitches to free. Cougars have been successful against him here tonight. Yeah, getting him out in front is the key. Here's the 1-1. Good off-speed again. This one taken for a strike. A ball and two strikes. One, two. High and tight, almost hitting. Yes, it did. Well, you wouldn't want to do that yeah. in that situation. That's not what you want to do right here. Came back with a fastball. Looked like he wanted to head off the plate and just about plunked him. Woods pitch another off-speed pitch just off the dish for ball three. Yeah, just missed away right there. Big pitch right here. Don't want to get the tie and run up to the plate. A couple of good hitters coming up in Verlin and Halstead. Ball mm. fouled up and off of Clawson. Looked like it might have got him right in the chest protector. Yeah, it did. It got him square in the chest. So the count remains full. James Freeth, seven home runs this year. His average is dipped now to 294 as he steps in. 3-2. Ball hit to Sneeman. Daniels got it on a couple of hops. Throws to first. For the out. Cougars one out away. Jordan Wood one out away from his second complete game victory of the year. I think the crowd kind of stunned. I mean, here we are down to their last out. And yeah. They're wondering... Uh, to get him out. What are we going to do the rest of the night here? We were planning on spending the whole night at the ballpark. Yeah, if you showed up late, you missed half the game. <laughs> Two men out. Verlin steps in, and he swings and misses for a strike. I have to keep looking up there. We are in the ninth, right? I keep thinking yes. I'm going to look up, and it's, we're really in the it seventh. It is the top of the ninth, <laughs> and we've played under two hours. 115 pitches. That pitch hits him. Came in and hit him, and Halstead going to come to the plate. One of really the top power guys in the nation. His stats aren't showing it this year, but uh, this kid is a big, strong home run hitter. Yeah, we had 10-plus last year, so and I think four this year. This is who they want up besides free in this situation to try to tie a game. A little bit of breeze blowing across from right field as Halstead steps in. Halstead 0 for 3 in the ball game. And the pitch from Jordan Wood is over for a strike. Tying run at the plate. Yeah, it's got to work him away and down and away. Don't get anything elevated to let him have any damage to it. Here's the 0-1. 
Fastball just off the dish for a ball. Ball and a strike. Verlin, uh, I don't think you're going to see him going anywhere at first base. As he is, uh, his run really doesn't mean anything at this point. It's the guy at the plate. Here's the 1-1. Down low, curveball. Good take there. It's not an easy pitch to take. Two balls, one strike. And the pitch is way outside for ball three. Jordan Wood now up to, let's see, 120 pitches. That's about, uh, I think he's gone, I think he's been at 130 this year. Yeah, this is about where he's done now. Three and one. And the pitch is hit up the middle. Sneeman goes over it through for a base hit. Ball had a little topspin on it. Yeah. Initially, I thought Sneeman might get there, but just couldn't glove it. Base yeah. hit. I thought he was going to get to it. And it just, like you said, once it bounced past Wood, it like picked up speed. Yeah. Going to bring a right-hander in. Zimmerman's going to come in as a hit batter and a single. We'll be uh, take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Drew Zimmerman into the ball game. The freshman phenom will step in. Zimmerman, two wins, two losses, uh, four saves. So this would be a save situation for Zimmerman with tying runs on base. Uh, two wins, as I mentioned, 2.38 earned run average. 41 innings pitched, uh, 35 strikeouts, and tremendous in San Francisco last week in that middle game as he pitched out of a jam and, and uh, picked up a save there. Yeah, he really was. He's been really good for us this year coming in as a freshman and getting a big-time role in the back end and, and doing very well. Carter Hayes will step in for Pacific. He is one for three, singled his last time up into right field in the first pitch over for a strike at 92. I know they're planning on turning Zimmerman into a, a starter next year. They want him to go play a little summer ball. Yeah, you'll give him a shot this summer to go do it and then also give him a shot to go do it in the fall, see if he can earn that. No balls and a strike. Swing and a miss. 90 on the fastball. That was off the plate. Yeah, a lot of run to that pitch. Yeah. Now Zimmerman one pitch away from a Cougar victory in his fifth save. Zimmerman, the freshman, Lehigh High School product. Swinging strike three. Three pitches. Zimmerman comes in, strikes out Hayes. And the Cougars win by a score of 3-1. to one. Great start to the three-game series, Tuckett. And, uh, boy, you got to give a lot of credit to Jordan Wood, the way he threw. And then Zimmerman came in like we've seen him do the entire year. And uh, uh, as a freshman, uh, the pressure just doesn't seem to bother him. No, it really doesn't. I mean, he's been thrown into this. He wasn't expected to be the closer this year. But when Riley Gates went down, Zimmerman's come in and, like, three pitches, strikeout. Wood, fantastic start, set the tone for the weekend. All around, good job. Well, the Cougars win 3-1. We'll send it uh, back and be back with a postgame right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
All right, back here at uh, Larry Miller Field, sitting next to me, Jordan Wood, our player of the game. Jordan, one out away from a complete game would have been in your second of the year, but, boy, what a tremendous job. It just seemed like you had things going out there. Uh, Sneeman playing great defense at shortstop and uh, worked your way out of a big jam there in the eighth inning. Totally, totally. I think it was really good. I just, like, tried to establish my fastball, let my defense work for me, and they definitely worked tonight. No doubt about it. Let's go over that eighth inning. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a walk and a and a single and – and then they try to bunt guys up, and, uh, you, you know, the, the play, I think you made the right play trying to come to home, but just a little bit of Aaron on yeah, the throw. Yeah, just a bad throw, bad throw by <laughs> me. Well, it's all right. Clawson uh, tried to stab the ball out of the air and put the tag on, just wasn't able to do it. But, uh, boy, you got the big double play ground ball after that and then the strikeout to end the inning and hold Pacific to one run, which was really unbelievable when you look at what happened in that inning? Yeah, definitely. I think it was big. I knew I just wanted to pitch low in the zone so I'd get a ground ball. Ground balls are your best friend, especially when there's no outs and runners on first and second. They're your best friend. No doubt about it. Uh, talk to us about this year, Jordan, five and four now on the year. Uh, you know, a little disappointing. Uh, you know, I think everybody understands that and knows it. But uh, but you've been the stud in in uh, in, in that, on that pitching staff for BYU is night in, night out, series in, series out. You've been there and. And uh, pitch great baseball. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, no, I definitely just want to, like, do my best and everything I can to help our team win every single time, whether we're losing by 10 or up by 10, right? It doesn't matter to me. I just want to do my best to help us win. It's been a while since we've had a Cougar pitcher starter under three with our ERA, especially pitching here in Provo, and you were 2-9-3 coming into the ballgame. So this will be your final start of the year. And uh, tell us a little about your your plans for the summer and, and moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I think I've thrown uh, like almost like 90-something innings this year, so I think I'm going to take a break a little bit. My arm needs a little bit of rest. And then just work out, stay in shape, and then just get back at it. Try to fine-tune some things, right, like on my off-speed stuff, try to make it better so I can throw it more consistently where I want it. You know, I know you weren't the, the captain of the team, but Coach Littlewood said in the pregame, so you might as well have been because you're, you're there in the dugout, you're very vocal, and, uh, you know, teams need those kind of guys, and I know he's very appreciative of, of your effort this year, not only on the hill but also in the dugout. Definitely. I think, you know, I just try to do my best to help us win, whether that's like showing guys what they need to do or just going out there and being an example myself. Well, Jordan, hey, let's go get a couple more wins here in uh, this season the right way, and congratulations. I look forward to next year. Good job, and uh, and uh, go get some rest, okay? All right. Thanks, Brett. Thanks. You betcha. <laughs> Take care. Now we're going to be joined by head coach Mike Littlewood. Uh, he's not quite up here yet, so we'll uh, just quickly go over the stats here today. Jordan went to eight and two-thirds, give up six hits, one run. Uh, his uh, ERA, Jordan, your ERA is going to end at 2.66 now, so that's where it will end up. 121 pitches, uh, no walks, three strikeouts. Uh, and, again, we'll just keep talking to you here until Coach Ludwig shows up at Fantastic. And you got to give a lot of credit to Kasad Cooper, their starter. He went 80 and he's given up five hits and, and three runs. And uh, you guys were going back and forth. No, definitely. It was definitely like bat- battle of the pitchers today, I would say. So, luckily, I just came out on top. One hour and 55 minutes. Jeez, that's a quick uh, game. Game time, 1,854 in attendance in the ballpark. And uh, – Big crowd, and it was funny because I kept looking up thinking, it is the eighth inning. No, it really is the ninth inning. Now we need three more outs. And, and uh, it's not very often you see a, a college baseball game in in under two hours. No, definitely. My <laughs> kind of funny story, my <laughs> wife is always like, hurry hurry these games up. When you pitch, make them go fast. I want, I want them to go fast so we can go out to dinner or something. So I try to make them go as fast as I can. Well, you got time tonight. Take her wherever <laughs> she, she, she deserves it. So, uh, yeah. Jordan, again, uh, great job. Congratulations on a great year. And we're going to so be much. joined by uh, – Head coach Mike Littlewood now, as the coach will make his way in. 
Uh, as we mentioned, Wood with the win goes to five and four. Zimmerman picks up his, uh, I think that's his uh, fifth save of the year. Not his fourth as it shows here, but uh, now joined by Coach uh, Mike Littlewood and uh, Coach, our 55-minute ball game as uh, BYU wins this one behind Jordan Wood and some stellar defense and and got to be pleased with the effort here tonight. Yeah, just great. I mean, I, I, you and I talked before the game. I was hoping that Jordan would have that, that kind of an outing to finish up this season. And we talked about giving him run support. And we gave him just barely enough uh, tonight and made it, made it a little bit interesting. I, I sure would have liked to see him. It's kind of hard, you know, do you go with your heart or do you go with yeah. your gut or do you just go with, with the numbers? And really, I, I probably should have put Red in um, to face a lefty switch hitter lefty. Uh, but I really want to see Woody finish that. I'm glad it didn't backfire on me. Well, Zimmerman uh, came in through three pitches. Uh, the kid, the freshman, but way beyond his years of maturity. Uh, no, no situation is too big for that young man. He's not scared, that's for sure. And and uh, when I went out there, sometimes he'll go out there and he'll sit like he'll try to sit at eighty nine, ninety one. And um, I don't, I didn't even look his velocity. Ninety two first pitch. Yeah, and I said, hey, here's where you blow it out. <laughs> There's nothing that you don't have to really save it for anything. We need a strikeout right here and. And, uh, you know, fastball, slider, slider, and he's done. So he's, he's going to be fun to, fun to watch the next couple of years here at BYU. You know, it's interesting, uh, that eighth inning uh, when Pacific had the rally going, and they only, it's, it's unbelievable they only got one run out of that, especially with the air on the, on the bunt. Yeah, and, and Woody's such a, a, a competitive athlete. I'm yelling, getting out, getting out, just yeah. go to first. Although I, I knew he was out. If we, it's a, such a risky play. And, um, you know, we just couldn't finish that play, and that put us really in a bind. Now it's 3-1 with runners on first and second. And I can't tell you how many times we've run our wheel play where we just where we crash on them, and the other team doesn't really – they haven't coached them to know what to do, and then they have to call a timeout and get together. And, hey, if they – and we know what they're saying. If they rush you, then pull back and slash. Well, we know they're not very good at it. And, you know, we already have that in our game where if we, where if we see the shortstop leave, I mean, that's part of our game. And then we kind of get them out of what they want to do. And, and so uh, Woody did a good job getting back in the count, making him, making him bunt the ball. And um, so those little things about games, that the game within the game, really paid off for us today, and we executed those really well. And Jackage comes up. You know he's a good bunter, leadoff guy. Yeah. And, you, and you're bringing those guys hard, and you could tell he was just a little, yeah. he was little flustered at the plate. Yeah, yeah when, you, when you're bunting and you see, and you know in that situation, first, second, no outs, you want to bunt the ball to the third baseman because he's got to stay back and cover third in case so we don't run behind him. On the wheel play, we just rush in everybody, and shortstop runs over. and kill. So it's a risky play because if they swing, you know, you're, if they put There's the ball in play, you're going to get a hit. Yeah. And so it's just kind of a risk-reward play. But um, it, it, a lot of things have to happen. You have to throw a strike and a lot of different things. But I, I'm with you, Brent. I thought, I thought he was tentative at the plate when he looked to bunt. And then he thought we were going to do it again because the coach just told him, hey, if they do this, then slash. And so I took it off. And we just kind of ran a – well, we ran a wheel pick, and then we ran a fake wheel to just try to keep him off balance. And th- those little things today, I mean, in a 3-1 game, that really helped us. A mental game, and you see a lot of stuff going through his head at that point. Yeah. A couple of things he probably never seen before. Well, and it's, instead of, okay, all i got to do is square and get the bunt down, he's like, uh-oh, if I bunt it here, he's going to be out at third, so what do I do? And, um, you know, at least a silver lining about the season, it makes us – because it's worked four or five times for us, our bunt defense plays – to, to the 50 or 100 hours that we've spent on that since September, it kind of paid off. Got to give a lot of credit to their starter, Cooper, who was throwing well. I didn't know he threw that hard. He was up around 90, 91. Yeah. Threw eight innings, gave up five hits. Uh, Casey Jacobson, nice job with the home run, first, uh, his first career home run. Well, Casey can, like, he'll rush the gates on a fastball, um, and you can tell the, the scouting report when it's, if he gets overexposed, then they'll start spinning him. But if, 
early in the count, early in the game, if if they just try to rush a fastball by him, he's he's going to catch up to it because that's what he's sitting on. That's why he'll look silly sometimes on off speed stuff. But that's what that's what type of hitter is, and and we talk about putting together a really good at bat. And Casey can't do that yet, but he'll sure get a fastball if it, if they throw a belt high and leave it over the middle of the plate. He's a big, strong kid. And he's going to hit a long way, like you saw. Um, in the second or third inning. Defensively, you played great other than the air. Schneeman had a lot of chances, made a, a several great plays for you. As he, he did. Always has done. You know what's amazing is I, I'm, I'm like, I'm almost upset when he does that 360 pirouette and doesn't make the play. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Schneeman, you make that play all the time. And there's shortstops in our league that don't even get to that ball. And so it, it just, it's been such a joy watching him. And, and I feel really bad for him at the plate this year. He's, he's really struggling. You can tell when he goes up there, he feels like the – the weight of the world's on his shoulders. and But he had a great at-bat for us to, to extend the lead to 2-0 with a sacrifice fly, and I thought it was out off the bat, but that little bit of a breeze blowing in from right field tonight yeah. held Brock's ball up, yeah. which I thought was hit hard, and Schneeman's ball, which I thought was out, uh, and they just were, were hit to the track. But So, he, you know, he had a productive at-bat, but, man, he could almost hit 100, and you'd keep him in there for his no, defense. He's no. saved us so many runs and so many games this no, year no, defensively. No, don't, don't ever take him out of the lineup, no yeah, matter what yeah. he's hitting. He's, he's a fun kid to watch. Well, Coach, great start to the series. 3-1 win over Pacific. Uh, both teams played hard. A lot of effort out there. A good baseball game, hour and 55 minutes. And uh, tomorrow, Hayden Rogers. hopefully that senior can kind of uh, get turned around a little bit and have himself a great start to end his career here at BYU. Well, when we met, the, met with the team after I said, Hayden, I want seven strong innings. 21 strikeouts. Let's go. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see if that much. happens. Yeah, we'll see what that, if right, that happens Coach, hey, hey, great win. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, thanks, Brent. You bet. Uh, Cougars win here 3-1 to one as uh, Wood picks up the win. Zimmerman with the save, his fifth of the year. Uh, 1,854 in attendance. I'd like to thank uh, Tuckett Slate, also Tanner Wilkinson back at the uh, station for his great work on the board. And uh, remind fans we'll be back on the air tomorrow night, 555 Cougars and Pacific, game two of this Big West Coast Conference Series. With that, we'll say so long from Larry Miller Field.